Welcome to A Journey of Transformation Empowerment. You're listening to Antonio T. Smith Jr. Where ideas ignite, change, and possibilities are endless. Before we dive into today's episode, we have something special for our listeners. Today's podcast is brought to you by a groundbreaking book that's reshaping the conversation around Black economic empowerment. It's Resegregation, Volume 1, The Power Matrix, a master plan for Black group economics with wealth creation, authored by visionary Antonio T. Smith, Jr., Antonio isn't just an author. He's a former top-secret combat special operations intelligence sergeant turned millionaire. His life work championed the economic autonomy and wealth creation within black communities. In this seminal work, dedicated to teachings of Dr. Claude Anderson, Antonio outlines a comprehensive blueprint covering critical sectors like finance, technology, manufacturing, and more. He blends military discipline with acute understanding of systematic disparity. This isn't just a book. It's a movement. A call to action to create lasting wealth and reshaping the economic narrative. Antonio's vision is clear. Drive a significant shift toward black ownership and control. Listeners, if you've ever wondered about innovative strategies for wealth creation or how technological transformation can uplift the black communities, then this book is for you. Join Antonio Smith Jr. on the transformative journey. Pick up your copy of The Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us. Today, I bring to you a wonderful woman who has an amazing amount of information to give to you. I present to you all Ms. Chala Dinkoy. How are you doing this afternoon, Ms. Chala? I am so fine. Deanna, who has a, a difficult to spell name like Chala. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I, when I when I saw your name, I was like, okay, let me see. And then I received the email, and I was like, this is wonderful. I have a tutorial. Yes. <laughs> Deanna, you need to make one. You know what? I think I may just do that. I may follow your lead and do that, Miss Chala, seriously. Make a video of how, how to pronounce it. I know. Listen, it's not as crazy as Chala Dinkoy, but, you know, it it might help. It You know what? It just might. I and you know what? When I do it, I'll send it to you so I can tell you that I followed your lead. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm going to put it on all my social media. Oh, sweet. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my, my, my friend, Deanna. 
Yay. Oh, that would be so exciting. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So, Ms. Tolly, you have an amazing history. You have an amazing background. So if you can please let our audience know who Tala Dinkoy is. I am a messaging coach, and I started with the big corporate corporate companies. Did you ever work for corporate, Deanna? I did very briefly, very briefly. And then I Smart instantly girl. went into entrepreneurship. <laughs> <laughs> You see, that's smart. So I did it for 18 years. I worked for Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Frito-Lay, you know, Diageo, Playtex. But they were all big names, and I was always in brand marketing or uh, sales. And then, you know, when I started my company eight years ago, I found out that companies are having a real hard time selling to corporations. And Mm -hmm. I know you guys do both, right? You you sell to entrepreneurs and you sell to corporations. Yes, ma'am, we do. Yeah, so it's harder to sell to corporations because there is a guard up. The buyers are jaded. They've heard it all. Mm -hmm. They've seen it all. They have no time, and that's how I was. I spent most of my time in corporate saying no to people who were selling to me, and I, you know, wasn't mean or anything. I'm Canadian. We're very nice, (laughs) but it was just there were so many reasons. So now I teach companies how to sell to corporations by changing their message, and the, the first thing, of course, is how to introduce yourself. That's called your elevator pitch. We change that mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah, that's – Yeah. If, if you don't have that right, you might as well just put everything in the trash and keep on moving. <laughs> that's right. I mean, like, in fact, my elevator pitch is, did you know that three out of four business owners never get asked for a card or an appointment when they – do an elevator pitch to their prospects. And what I do is I fix what people are saying so that every hello turns into a meeting. Hmm. I did not know that one. <laughs> That's my elevator pitch. Now, what's your elevator pitch, Deanna? You want me to fix it? We make profitable clients more profitable. <laughs> Ooh, is that is that yours? That's 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 not bad. I would put a little bit more pain around it and like size the pain. So like, mm. is it like half of um, entrepreneurs never get to profitability, or you know that horrible statistic around um, five five years is when they fail, or every you know ninety percent of entrepreneurs fail within the first ninety days, or whatever it is. If you could put a size around the pain and then say, well, what we fix is whatever it is that you fix so that they are, you know, profitable year after year and sustain can, into retirement. Okay. I like that. <laughs> You've just been polished. I like that. Yes. Awesome. I'm definitely going to go to Antonio's like, hey, Antonio, guess what? <laughs> I've just been popping. Well, I mean, I hate to give it away, but I have a um, podcast uh, myself, and it's called Polish My Pitch. So people come in, like entrepreneurs, and they do their 30-second elevator pitch, and then I ask for their permission to polish it, just like I asked with yours. And, and then I just give them a few suggestions, and off they go. That is awesome. You know what? We're definitely, ladies and gentlemen, 
we're going to put the link to Ms. Charles' podcast in the show notes. So make sure you click follow and follow the directions to become a guest on her podcast to get your elevator pitch polished. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Especially if you're selling to corporations because those are the hard ones, you guys. Definitely the hardest. So can you explain to us why it's harder for small businesses to get into the corporate offices to get into those meetings. Oh my gosh, there's there's one big reason and I'll give you a number. 86% of buyers said they cannot tell the difference between two suppliers. Can you believe that? Wow. They they think everybody's the same and the only way they differentiate between suppliers is, can you guess how? I actually have no clue. Price. They can only tell by price if you're good or not. Wow. At least that's what they think. So, So that's why what the work that I do is to differentiate companies so that they stand out, first with their elevator pitch, then with their content, then with their positioning and messaging. I mean, that's why my company is called the Repositioning Expert. We add a whole new stream of income to an existing company by repositioning something about what they're doing in their messaging. Hmm. I never never knew that aspect of it. That is, wow. So how so let do you, me give how an example. You, oh, please. I knew please you do. were going to ask. Please do. Yeah, I no, 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 please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we do is, let's say it's a, do you guys have wealth advisors in your schools? Yes, Like financial yes, advisors? Yes, okay. yes ma'am. So um, a wealth advisor client uh, was having difficulty getting people to talk to her about money like when she was prospecting, because money is personal and money is a highly, uh, you know, it's a private thing. Like people didn't want to talk to a stranger about their money and she was trying to get new clients. So then when we did the research and I put her through my system and then we super niched her, what I call super specialized her into, of all things, divorcing women. Because apparently, Mm. I don't know if you know divorcing women, but the number one worry they have is that their um, income and their lifestyle is going to decline after the divorce. And so she became the divorcingwoman.ca, and we found out that there's 21 meetup groups in um, Toronto alone for divorcing women. So her business went through the roof. She was Now people were running after her. So, Ms. Chala, break down for us, you said super niche. Break down for us the importance of that when it comes to getting in the door, when it comes to your marketing and and doing your marketing strategy and campaign. Okay. So let me give you a corporate example because I promise to give you corporate examples. Um, An IT company, I don't know, do you have IT companies in your sort of database? You probably do, right, in your students? Yes, ma'am. Yes, oh, especially do. you said there are some parts of the market, right? So an yes, IT ma'am. company, and they, they were an IT support company, they are a dime a dozen, right? They could not stand out. They they would go to corporations and people would be like, oh, we already have one, 
have someone. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And what we did is we did the research and put them through that process, and we super niched them into, of all things, just before COVID, the healthcare call centers where they reduced wait times. And then we rebranded their, we we created a sub-brand called On Hold Rescue because we rescued the poor people who are waiting and dying on the phone (laughs) trying to call the hospital (laughs) on hold. So that's what, so imagine, and and the result of that is um, it generated 805, exactly, because I did the math, we did the math together, $805,000 with that just one extra niche into, mm. like, within the next couple of months. And it wasn't even new clients. We just created a new super niche to cross-sell to existing clients. It was really brilliant, if I do say so myself. That actually is, so. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening, super niche, you need to narrow down <laughs> your target audience. <laughs> it's extremely That's important. Right. That's right. I mean, I've got other examples too. Here, um, let me tell you about a, a generic marketing strategy company, like just generic. We super niched that company into helping, you know, like the food manufacturers, the small, the cookie lady, the soup guy, you know, they're just small food manufacturers. And do you know what Mm -hmm. their number one problem is, those little guys? Getting distribution? Yes, ma'am. You know your stuff. They can't get listed into grocery stores. Like, it's really hard to get into grocery stores. And then once they do, they have to pay sometimes to get listed well, guess what? If there's not enough pull-through, they get delisted. So it's goodbye dream. Mm. So that's what we've super niched a generic marketing strategy company into. And um, this gentleman, he was like, at the time, he was 61 years old. He had lived a good full life in corporate America. And then he had, you know, started his own consulting company and it wasn't going anywhere. So he went from zero to 10 new inqu- inquiries and closed seven of them in the first year after we re-niched him wow. or super-niched him. And, he, and this is the part I'm proud of is he asked his girlfriend to marry him. And she said, yes. Aww. And I say hey. I credit because, well, I mean, listen, if you got so much confidence and so much success all in one year, You'd get married too, Deanna. You know what? <laughs> Definitely. Oh wow. You would. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's super, your story. Those are some of the stories. That is awesome. So super niches are extremely important when it comes to increasing income as well as just not just increasing income but getting to that community that just happened to that audience. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope exactly. you got notes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, a super, super niche is really a combination of the target, as you said, like that community, where am I going to go to find them? And then it's a combination of the problem. Here's another secret to success. Rise.com. Rise is an all-in-one system that makes online training easy to create, enjoyable to take, and simple to manage. With RISE, anyone can easily create guides, courses, and other training content. 
You can start from scratch or customize hundreds of rebuilt lessons, helpful course templates, and gorgeous sample courses to build content even faster. Your learners will love RISE because RISE courses are beautiful, interactive, and engaging. Your managers will love RISE because RISE makes it fast and easy to create, distribute, and analyze online training. And your IT department will love RISE because it has everything your team needs to manage online training in one secure enterprise class system. So why you'll love RISE? By starting a, third, a free 30-day trial at rise.com slash success. Again, it's rise.com slash success to start your 30-day free trial. R-I-S-E dot slash success. Problem that you solve. So a problem is like a diamond, believe it or not. And we just take, we super niche in one facet of the diamond. So, you know, um, helping food manufacturers get listed and stay listed in grocery stores is just one little facet of the entire problem of that entire industry. But we super niche down into some very, very, same as like the wealth advisor who super niched in maintaining the lifestyle after the divorce. Do you think divorcing women don't have other problems? Of course they do. But like this company super niched in that aspect, if that makes any Mm. sense at all. Yes, it does. It really does. No, you tapped into areas that other people wouldn't think about, like when the the story with the the finance the finance um, consultant. No one would think about doing a super niche to the divorced women because nobody thinks about them. They're all about the big fish. The let's do this, let's do that. Not realizing that it's the one to desire it the most or the one to fear it the most that that will be the ones that will come to you and be like hey look <laughs> i need some help here um i don't know how to exactly do yeah. this so can you help me <laughs> uh, i know and what a shift it, it definitely is it definitely is one of the one of the things that antonio has taught us is about netflix you know netflix can start off with just the big movies they started off with the people who the blockbusters and the Hollywood didn't think about the ones who like the niche movies or the ones who like the old black and white movies or the movies that never even hit, you know, they never even hit the the movie theater. Those are the ones they focused on. And then as they grew, they they grew their inventory and they, they grew out mm-hmm. to other audiences, but they started off with that super niche. And when he said that, I was yeah. like, wait a minute, you're right. Cause you wouldn't find the new yeah. movies on Netflix at first, you know? So Thank you yeah. for breaking that down to us. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, I don't know that you're old enough to remember this, but when Apple computer first started, it was mostly for, like, graphic designers, right? It was, like, they were the community that it was really kind of launched to. And even today, if you're a designer or some form of artist and you're not on a Mac, like, it's surprising, right? Most of the time, anybody who's anything creative is on a Mac. And the reason for that is because they started super, super niche. And then, of course, mm-hmm. everybody and their cousin, like me, I'm not an artist, but I'm all, I, like, I have a Mac. So it then grew. But I don't know if you're yeah. old enough to remember that. I know, I, I, um, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
I re- I remember the first ones that actually had the big the big smooth back to it, but they were a little small. And they had the color on top of yeah. I remember. <laughs> oh wow! Well, you do remember. What do you know? You yeah. just sound so young. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So, Miss Chala, I'm I'm gonna switch it up just a little bit. What? Oh, what originally started you in marketing? Um, you know, I mean, I come from an immigrant background. So you, you must be wondering, like, that crazy name, right? My Chala Dinkoy. And um, we, my parents were immigrants from Turkey. Uh, they were educated, like my mom's a lawyer and my dad's an engineer. But they always, um, you know, my dad forced us almost, you know, to go into engineering because in their country, those are the people that always get a job. And I think in any developing country, if anybody's listening to this, they know that any of the sort of the softer skilled um, sciences are are not as encouraged in those um, environments. So I was supposed to become an engineer. My sister went ahead and became an engineer because my dad's an engineer. Um, and then, you know, I just, I rebelled because it just wasn't what I wanted. And luckily, thank God, I switched into marketing and then I found myself, I was like, oh, thank God. And then when I was lucky enough to start my career with Pepsi, well, Pepsi is the school of marketing. I mean, that's where I learned the the whole niching thing. Cause every year, whether I worked at, um, Pepsi or Pizza Hut or Frito-Lay, which is all Pepsi companies, we used to launch new products. Like every year you, ha- you have line extensions, you have new products. And I had to make sure that they didn't, on the same shelf, they all sold and they didn't cannibalize each other. And the way to do that is through super niching. That's where I learned super niching is through, you know, working in marketing, first studying it and then learning it at the school of marketing, which is Pepsi. And then I came out into the, you know, like you, entrepreneurial world, and then I was like, okay, how come nobody is researching any of this? And they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. They're making gut decisions. They're either generalists or they're just picking, they're either falling into a niche because they come from that, like, background or they come from that industry or they just luck into it. And nobody knows how to do the science of figuring out strategically where to target and what to niche Mm -hmm. in. So that's when I developed this, you know, free um, research that I do with my clients. Like, of course, you have to pay me to work with me, but um, I'm going to actually be giving away all of the secrets of how to do all this for free at my boot camp that we're probably going to talk about later. But it's the um, elevator pitch boot camp. And the secret is that the perfect elevator pitch is super niche. Because it's really about just the hook. Your elevator pitch should be about just the hook. It's not really about what you do. I know I hate to say it. It's probably very controversial to say, but it's not about everything you do. It's not about who you are. It's just the damn hook. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for saying that. It's it's a hook. I've learned that nobody really understands the importance of a hook. What Antonio, he tells us you can't just walk up to someone and say, hey, buy for me. No. <laughs> you have to put them uh-huh. in first. <laughs> it's like that's right. And, yeah. It, it's, it's yeah, yeah. Crazy. No, I was going to say the, the best hook 
is, and that this is the other secret, is pain. Because 70% of human beings purchase based on pain and only 30% purchase based on improving something. So because we're biologically wired to detect in the environment any danger. And, and when somebody's all of a sudden in front of you and they open their mouth and it, within the first 30 seconds comes out your pain or something that could hurt you or something that's hurting people in your industry, you're like, oh, I better listen to this person. Wow. You just said. That's how it works. You just said a lot, Miss Tyler. You just said a lot. You, you said the best hook is pain, and if you listen to yeah. someone, you said within the first like thirty seconds, they will they will tell you their pain. How many companies have you come across that does that has not paid attention to the pain of their audience, and therefore it caused their businesses to fail drastically? Oh, too many to count, and it's, it, it breaks my heart. The way that I super-niched myself in the uh, elevator pitches is, do you guys go to procurement conferences? I don't know if you guys are diversity certified, but um, NMSDC, like, like any of the diversity conferences, they're called procurement conferences. They're like giant mass matchmaking conferences between businesses and giant corporations. And it's literally a combination of one buyer, let's say from Staples or Walmart, big company, or, you know, Ford. And then they're sitting with a table full of 10 vendors. And everybody has like a minute to introduce themselves, go go around one by one by one by one. You should see these women are like white knuckled. They're so nervous, right? They're sweating. And, and the way that they introduce themselves is just horrendous. And that's, what I and then you get up after 20 minutes, go to another table, then go to another one, then go to another one. And you can imagine, you can hear about a hundred elevator pitches in like a, a day, right? So imagine mm-hmm. the buyers, right? The buyers must be just like, Bleh, I want to throw up, right? I'm tired now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then that's how I do you do something really well that you you witness somebody doing like botching. Do you like golf well or do you like, I don't know, sew well or cook well? I would say I cook well. I haven't tried golf so yet. That's next on my list. <laughs> What's the thing that you make the best? The thing, okay, it's going to sound really weird, but I take the huge, like, macaroni shells and mm-hmm. I stuff them with the the taco meat, um, tomato, pico de gallo, put some cheese over it, mm. and then I bake them. <laughs> and oh, and you're making them out, hungry. So, <laughs> so instead of it being like a taco, it's like this huge pasta shell. Of, um, oh my god! You just well, eat it like that, you can put your, you know, fast cream on top. Uh, oh my god! Now I'm hungry, and I forgot what I was saying, but. Here's the point. What if you were to see someone, let's say you were watching someone do it, but so badly. They put the wrong sauce. They put they put it wrong. They put it in the wrong place. Like, it just, it looked terrible. And it was, it, it, you just, like, don't you just want to just help them, right? I would be sitting there. I would try not to disrespect them by telling them what to do in their own kitchen, but I would be sitting there anxiously like, uh, don't. In my head, I'm screaming, don't do that. 
Yep. That is so exactly, that is exactly how I felt. So that's how it, it was born. First, I started telling some women off the side, you know, have you tried this? Could you, should you do that? And then, like, I just, I thought they were in so much pain. There were so many people in so much pain around this that I went up to the organizers and I said, listen, can I just do a small training free just to help these women because they're, they're missing out. They're losing opportunities. Mm-hmm. The buyers tuning them out. It's not working. And they were like, okay. They gave me a chance, I have to admit. And then it became so overwhelmingly popular that last year, and I had like a record year last year, I didn't once pick up the phone and I was invited to speak at 14 conferences in 12 months. I was on a plane constantly and I'm in Canada. So, and I had my biggest year. So, um, and even this year, yesterday, I was in a um, virtual procurement conference. Have you been to a virtual conference yet? I actually have. Antonio has done several of them here recently that I've been on the organization board for. So yes, ma'am. <laughs> oh my God. It, it's, it's so insane, isn't it? There's a different, and this is not, I'm not talking about breakout rooms and Zoom. This was on a whole conference platform. There were exhibitor rooms. There were breakout rooms. There were um, like break rooms. There were just networking. It was insane. But the, the whole thing is, what I realized is everything now happens with text and video. And that's it mm-hmm. on the virtual. That's it. That's how you're like, so you would go up to a buyer from Walmart and you would have to text them. Can you imagine in a chat? That's how you're going to make an impression. So if your elevator pitch isn't on point, what's going to happen? You don't even have your, you know, your looks or your charm right. to, to exactly. influence them with. You, don't, you have nothing except your message anymore in this new world. Hmm. So that's, how, that's, it was like such an eye-opener, and the same thing happened with the networking. Everybody had two minutes, and then you'd be shut down. Like 10 minutes would ev- evaporate, and then the room would close, and you'd be shot into another networking room with five new people. And then the next one, and then the next one. Mm. It was insane, Deanna. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So with that being, that's a lot so of with that being, <laughs> that is. Oh, that's a lot of reading. Wait, my brain just did something. <laughs> so, so Ms. Tala, how can someone in today's world where social distancing has taken has taken control of everything where we can't be face-to-face like we used to. How does someone take their elevator pitch and and give it out there digitally? How would they do that properly? Um, Yeah, so the elevator pitch is really usually the tip of the iceberg, which tells me about whether this company has a strategic um, direction, right? I am determined to be rich. The middle class is not for me. I need news that cares about me. And not news that's going to scare me or make me mad at another people. I need news without politics. And I want news that will point me to the money. This is the news where it happens. The moments that change the world. These are the stories we need. The info that we care about. 
We only give you news that puts money in your pocket. And the news that gives us an advantage. This is the work that continues. Who we are today. And what we can become. Tomorrow. That's it. This is where news without agendas can lead us. Your wealth matters. This is why more perspectives make us stronger. And how our mission can inspire tomorrow. This is journalism that helps the world we live in. This is Mexit News. It tells me it is it tells me who their target is and if they know who their target is or if they're a generalist. The other thing it tells me is if they know what they specialize in or if they don't have a specialty, if they're using generic jargon. So then, you know, in this new market needs, you need to um, resist being a generalist. And it's even more important than ever that you become a specialist. And what I'd love to mm. see is if you repivot, and I, you know, some people are so sick of that word, but if you can repivot to packaging your wisdom to the first stages of what I call we're going to be going through, like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I think first we went through crisis management with businesses and went to survival. And now I think we're in recovery for businesses and then it's going to be growth and vision. So if, if you can repackage whatever you do and reframe it from the pain standpoint into either survival or recovery right now is what needs to happen. Hmm. You actually just said something that that sparked. I've I underst- I've understood Maslow's hierarchy of needs from a personal aspect as far as a person's being, but you just put it into mm-hmm. a different light for me. I never thought about it in the form of businesses. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't own that. Lots of um, gurus, management gurus, have talked about this, but I I absolutely use the model with my own clients in repackaging their wisdom to the new market needs and repositioning. I mean, that's why the company is called the repositioning expert is because some of my current clients, we've had to reposition what they're (laughs) offering and how they're communicating it to the new market needs. Got it. Okay. So Ms. Chala, in repositioning, because I, you have some people that say, no, you shouldn't, quote, unquote, rebrand. Mm-hmm. What is the proper way, because you are the repositioning expert, what is the proper way for a business if they see that what they're currently doing is not working, they their current marketing is not sufficient enough, what is the proper way for them to reposition themselves without losing respect and influence in their market? Well, if they're not getting a lot of clients, they don't have a big audience to begin with that's following them and that's that they're leading. So I don't see a huge um, downside of, you know, repositioning. At times, the way we reposition is like the example that I gave with the IT company, which is we just create a sub-brand and that's fine. Like nobody needs to know, nobody needs to care. Uh, Other times, like with the wealth advisor, we change the whole name. Because, you know, if there's just no equity in the name, who's going to be hurt by the change? But if there's like, you know, it's been 20 years and 30 years and there's tons of clients and, and um, community around that, you know, they, there would be some backlash. 
But here's the process that I go through um, with my clients that I'm going to be teaching step-by-step in the boot camp. Um, The first is we do sort of like a blue sky of who we could help and what problem we could help them with. And we, I insist on them um, using either targeting um, industries or interest groups. Like the interest group was divorcing women. They gather mm-hmm. together by interest. Or yoga, they gather by interest. Or industry, IT, that's an industry. Healthcare, that's mm-hmm. an industry. So if you're B2B versus B2C, uh, you can do. So, for example, my target was diversity companies and procurement conferences, and that was my niche. My niche was elevator pitches to diversity um, companies who are trying to pitch to uh, at these diver- diversity conferences. So the second step, once we do that, then we score, who, you know, and there's a whole, you know, proprietary methodology that I've developed so that numbers don't lie. Okay, so which is the winning combination of pain points and industry? And then the second stage is, research you go out and you talk to those people in the market like the horse's mouth you don't send them a survey you don't hire a company you go and talk to your networks who could potentially hire you not current clients because that's the past but i want future prospects and then you ask them to validate the scores that we came up with in the first time in the first half and then uh, after that you bring back the data and then i draw up your strategy your message and your plan and then I help you implement the plan. And, and then it's all about all the messaging and all the content. Like I was listening to some of your podcasts, and it's all about giving out just free content, just serving, serving, serving. But in my case, the content I want to make sure is in line with this target and the pain point that is the new repositioned one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, the on-hold rescue people, all they write about is healthcare call centers and reducing wait times all they speak about, all they video about. Make sense? Yes, ma'am, definitely, definitely. So <clears throat> I do want to just clarify for the audience, you do actually have to have a conversation with your audience and not just send them a survey or send them a quick message. You literally need to have a vocal <laughs> conversation with your audience. <laughs> I'm loving where you're going with this. Do you teach in the program, Deanna? Yes, the ma'am, I do. Yes, That's ma'am. why you're saying it. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have to do so much work around mindset with my clients, even the multi-million dollar CEOs, believe it or not. Some of them, I have to do mindset work to get them to reach out because they haven't had to for years. They've been coasting mm-hmm. on referrals, and they hire mm-hmm. me because they want more business. It's not enough. So then, you know, they need to be able to reach out. I don't care how. We have ways <laughs> to reach out on social media. We have ways to reach out by phone and email. But the most effective one, as you know, is the phone. Mm-hmm. It is. Right? So, yeah, yes. I can see why you're saying that. I know. <laughs> Conversations create clients. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. And and in the new normal, what I'm what I'm now generating and my team are generating are conversations on and through LinkedIn. So it's just I mean, it's just a few extra steps, but it's the same thing. It's human. Human interaction. Exactly. 
LinkedIn is, yes, that's, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not have one, I do recommend that you get a LinkedIn account. I, Ms. Tal, I can't even begin to tell you how many people we come across that don't have professional social media platforms, and they do everything through their personal. So everything is flowing through personal. They have the pictures of them out at the club, and they have the pictures of them in the, in the suit. <laughs> so they have a picture of the kids, and they have oh a picture of the meeting. That's so funny. Well, <laughs> so, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. So I work at a prison, at a men's prison. I volunteer uh, and teach them a program called Be Your Own Boss because it's not as easy okay. for them. Um, right. So, and what the um, the administration has told me at, at the uh, correctional center was to turn off all of my social media for access to strangers, to make it all private. But it's not possible to do that and because mm-hmm. I'm a... I'm a public figure and the and my name is Chala Dinkoy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it is very easy to find. <laughs> right? And and um, right. and I, on top of that I have a fitness blog where I'm you know like I show pictures of my sort of fat reduction journey because uh, I'm 51 and like I'm uh, so I, I blog about my food so I blog about and so there's plenty of pictures of my, my six pack my old six pack, like that, I've lost my six pack now, and I'm trying to go back. So there is like a combination of my personal brand and my business. Plus, there's the added, you know, uh, pressure of having to be anonymous, but I can't be. So I'm telling right. you. But to your, to your point, you really do need to be on LinkedIn at least, because mm-hmm. people like it's 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 two different worlds. I'm finding. It, yes. Between the other social media and LinkedIn, it really is. Yes, it definitely is. It really, it really is. It took it took me a second once I really started getting into them. Like, wait a minute, this 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 atmosphere is different. This is something. This is a whole new. <laughs> yeah, a whole new. <laughs> definitely. Exactly. Like, I don't post my fitness stuff on LinkedIn. But what's great is I'm finding that LinkedIn is just so. So much opportunity. You just can't ignore it. There's so much money sitting there if you know how to get it, if you know exactly. how to mine it, if you know what to say, if you know how to reach out, and then how to nurture relationships. It is just relationships. And the thing that I love the most is there is a voice feature. If you are connected with the person, and if you connect with me, I'll show you, <laughs> unless you already know. Um, on your cell, you could just press a microphone and, and leave a voicemail, which I love because it's, like, so personable. Nobody's doing it. Everybody's afraid to do it. So many people have told me, I've never gotten a voicemail before. It just speeds up the connection so much. I think mm-hmm. LinkedIn really is um, the place for business. Yeah, and I'm not being paid by them or anything. <laughs> There's no endorsement here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ms. Chala, let us know about your boot camp that you have coming up and how our audience can register for that boot camp. So the registration is you go to repositioner.com slash boot camp, and it is starting on July the 13th, and the topics that we're going to cover are um, – 
build, finding your most profitable target on day one. And day two is picking your sweet spot specialty. Everything that I've talked about here, which is going to come as no surprise to you. Uh, the, the third is the elevator pitch formula, the actual formula where you get to try it and then you'll post it into the group. And this is all happening through my private B2B CEO uh, Society Facebook group. So you need to, once you go to the link repositioner.com slash bootcamp, you'll be able to get all the information to get on. And then the last day is using your pitch to land meetings. And then the bonus training on day five is pitching like a celebrity. So it's all going to happen. Yeah, it's all going to happen on the 13th. I'm really excited because, I don't know, have you done like live, Facebook live um, training? Yes, ma'am. We actually have. We actually have. It's it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. So I've just started uh, using StreamYard, and what I'm doing is I'm having interviews, live interviews with B2B CEOs every day in the group. And, That's you know, awesome. I'm, I'm looking for more B2B CEOs who are in the boot camp, who have registered for the boot camp, who are interested in uh, doing this. I, I hope this um, podcast gets to people in time, and thank you so much for your help in doing that. But, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to meet more B2B CEOs who are um, interested in connecting with more corporations and then I'm interested in uh, getting their messaging more polished and succinct and opening more doors and overcoming buyer resistance. Awesome. So, Ms. Callum, before we end today's call, can you let our audience know what you believe the secret to your success is? Oh, God, lots of coaching. <laughs> coaches. I would be nowhere, Deanna, without coaches. And I know you coach a lot of people, but I honestly, like coaches accelerate you because you yeah. can try to knock around and figure it out on your own. But my God, the acceleration you can experience when somebody's already figured it out, done it, and is three, ten steps ahead of you compared to trying to figure it out on your own, I can't even imagine. The only thing I had to overcome is because of my scarcity uh, mentality with, you know, the country that we come from and that immigrant childhood, I had to invest when I didn't have money. I had to invest in coaching before I had the money. And even in COVID now, like I'm over-indexing on my investments versus what I'm used to making because of COVID because I'm not traveling. I'm in Canada. So that I like I'm so proud of how far I've come in t- inside myself to be able to do that because if it had been eight years ago when I first started my business you'd have to probably kill me to invest like three to one of what I'm spending versus what I'm making uh, in coaching to be able to grow the business to invest in the business without seeing a steady a steady stream of high high level coming in immediately, but it's on faith. So that's what I've learned, and coaches have taught me that. So that's the biggest um, thing that you guys can do, anybody who's listening who wants to grow, is when you don't have it, you step off the ledge, like Indiana Jones, as one coach said to me in faith, Indiana Jones said, when you step off the ledge and the, the wall will appear, and it did for him in that movie, which is too long ago, and I can't remember the scene, but that's what he talked about all the time. 
So <laughs> you'll have to watch it on Netflix if it is. Um, that's, what, that's what you need to do. You need to invest before you have it. And I know it sounds crazy to people who are raised like me. My parents taught us never use your credit cards, never borrow, never lend, never have a debt. But this is right. investing in yourself. And I had to mm-hmm. overcome that conditioning. And thank God I, I did because proof is in the pudding. Look, at it's COVID, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still investing my brains out. I probably never invested this much before since I started my company. So it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. I hope that that really inspires people because that's how I, that's how I grew. And, and thank you out of all of, out of all of the interviews, I've, I've heard people say serving others, you know, and they have said investing in self, but they haven't, they didn't phrase it how you phrase it, coaching and mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I actually had to learn myself. So thank you, because yeah. if you don't know, get some. Go to someone who does know. <laughs> don't make it so hard yeah. on yourself. <laughs> it is. It is because then you lose momentum, and then when you're a solopreneur, momentum is everything. You yeah. lose. You lose your speed. You lose your steam, and then you know you lose success. And then it, some people. I mean, so many entrepreneurs just. Go back and get a job, Deanna, because they give up. And I refuse, Miss Chala. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a coach like you until my last day. I will have a coach yeah. on my deathbed. I just I know. I, I know. I'm with you there. I'm with you there, and I'm so glad. Yeah, and and I love like-minded people because. I, I get so much from them and I learn so much from them and I'm constantly surrounding myself with them and hopefully I attract them. Yes, yes, ma'am. Wow, thank you, Ms. Chala. So can you please let our audience know how they can follow you, where they can find you? Well, um, you can go to repositioner.com slash society because that is the Facebook group. So the Facebook group is called the B2B um, CEO Society, and that's why the extension, the URL is repositioner.com slash society. Become a member, fill out the three questions, and I will see you there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ms. Chala, for an amazing day today, ladies and gentlemen. So you'll be able to follow Ms. Chala, join her community, and also join her boot camp. All of the information will be available for you in the show notes. Ms. Chala, thank you so much today for an amazing conversation. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, getting everyone to your boot camp because you definitely offer an amazing amount of value, and it's needed. It is definitely needed. So thank you so much for your time today. It was greatly appreciated. Thank you, and you are greatly appreciated. I, I'm going to cook some pasta or something. I don't know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <very hungry. laughs> Thank you, Deanna. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great, and you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. 
because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1% and they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you wanna go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, 
to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually, for me, to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is, I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. And to be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this, it almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. 
Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10X your retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I wanna send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost, I'll take the loss, and all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. When the pandemic began, I had the biggest problem in the world not making money. The pandemic was actually quite a blessing for me as it almost made me a billionaire. I came really close. So the pandemic was a blessing. It was hiring people. And get this, everybody. I had 48 job positions open during the pandemic. $22 an hour with paid training. And I could not find a single person for two years to fit any of those 48 job positions hear me well 48 job positions 22 dollars an hour paid training and i couldn't find someone not one person for those job positions now is it because i hire slowly true but it's because I wasn't using ZipRecruiter, and that's a fact. I wasn't getting to the right people for the right position to fit my right culture. And there are so many different things that you can do this summer. As a matter of fact, you can free up as much time as you want to. But if you're not using ZipRecruiter, you're probably not going to free up that time if you're attempting to hire people. So what is ZipRecruiter? What is probably the greatest job finder that's out there? And that's why you need ZipRecruiter. You need it so you can find the right candidates. Now, it's not that ZipRecruiter helps you find jobs. It's more accurately that ZipRecruiter takes your culture, takes your job, takes what you're looking for, and immediately matches them with the perfect candidate and if the if it's if they can't find a perfect candidate they will skip over that person and then give you the perfect candidate for you ZipRecruiter uses one of its most powerful tools which is the technology itself to match the right candidates up with your job you can easily review uh, their recommendations and easily review their recommended candidates 
and invite these candidates to apply for your top positions. Additionally, ZipRecruiter has a complete suite of tools that makes it easy for you to filter out, uh, review, and rate candidates. Four out of five employees uh, have been used by four out of five employers on ZipRecruiter. It is a blessing. And no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one hiring site in the world based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of this year, January 1st. My friends, soak up everything I said. It's not an ad. This is a personal testimony of how I found the right people to sit in the right seat on the right bus. Without ZipRecruiter, it wouldn't have been possible. So how do you take advantage of what I'm talking about? Well, you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. All spelled the regular way. That's Zip, Z-I-P, Recruiter, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R, ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. And I promise you, you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash B2B. It's also in the show notes.